Okay, now we're back with another episode of Food in the Hood. That's right, and today we have a very special guest joining us. But before we get there, just wanted to give you guys a little bit of an idea of what is to come today. So, as you know, in our previous episode, we talked a little bit about how war in the early 20th century impacted our food system back then, right? Spurring,、mm-hmm. spurring a lot of new food inventions and industrial processes for long-term food preservation. So. That is sort of、yeah. all, you know, back about a a century ago, right? We talked about World War One, World War Two, how citizens back home had to make sacrifices to their diet, like food rationing and etc., to support their troops overseas. And obviously, modern warfare looks very different today, right? We definitely、mm-hmm. are not rationing、um, right now, right? <laughs> Whenever we're engaged、mm-hmm. with wars、um, overseas, so what has remained the same despite everything is that. You know whether now or a hundred or two hundred or three hundred years ago, soldiers still have to eat in combat, right? Whether they're on the front line or if they're support soldiers, etc. So I think one thing that Ben and I were wondering for a very long time is what do soldiers get to eat when they're deployed? Like, is it yeah, really like, true that、right、they、now. eat steak every day? <laughs> yeah, like right now, yeah. what do they eat? Do they have ice cream、uh-huh. at every meal? Like, what, what what is it like? Is it like a college <laughs> dorm experience, right? So instead、mm-hmm. of hearing it from us. We thought it would be great if you could hear it directly from someone who was recently deployed. So joining here today, we have a very, very special guest, Michael Hufana. So,、uh, Mike, would you want to take a minute or two to introduce yourself? Yeah. Well. Well. Hey,、uh, everyone. You know. Good morning. I'm very excited to be here. Thanks for the invitation.、Um, so, you know, quick, quick、uh, description. I'm a Uh, U.S. Army captain,、um, you know, having been in the military for over eight years.、Um, wow, yeah, a long time.、Um, wow, thank you. Yeah, yeah, it's it's been amazing, an amazing journey. It's something that I've always wanted to do ever since I was I was very young. You know, having the chance to、um, lead other people, you know, through through any endeavor, right? And and I think part of that, you know, part of that experience was also helping other people. Right, get、mm-hmm. to where they needed to be, right, and that's that was part of part of leadership, right?、Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And I was,、um, you know, deployed to Afghanistan in 2014. So I was part of the、um, International Security Assistance Force,、um, which is, you know, no longer a, a coalition now, right? Because that、mm-hmm. the war in Afghanistan is is over, right? But、um, for、mm-hmm. you know, folks that Remember that that was ISAF, ISAF. So it was it was a NATO mission, and、um, when we were deployed, we were out there with、um, the entire multinational coalition: the French, the the Canadians,、mm-hmm. uh, the Australia Australians saw them out there, the Italians, the Germans, and you could imagine, right?、Uh, yeah.、Uh, you know,、um, lots of food choices to make. <laughs> lots、right. of food choices to make. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.、Uh, so. You know, it it certainly didn't start out with、um, you know a, a a comprehensive established cafeteria, right? When、mm-hmm. when when you ask the first veterans that went into the war, right, for the first six to seven months in Iraq, at least, ev- everyone、right. was eating everyone was eating MREs. Oh, really? For、everyone. six to seven months? That's a really、yeah. long time to be. You can imagine, uh huh. 
Yeah, you can imagine. Yeah, it was it was too dangerous to set up a mobile kitchen, right? Oh. And, mm-hmm. and establish hot meals, right? And and MREs, right? Meal ready to eat, right? Mm-hmm. They're they're mm-hmm. known for um, having a ton of preservatives, and you know, uh, uh, different things that you know pre- prevent you, uh, you know, to defecate within the same twenty four hours, right? And and rightly so, right? You're you're potentially in a battle or, mm-hmm. you know, you're, mm-hmm. you're, you're moving heavy equipment and leading people for, you know, 12 to 16 hours a day. Right. Yeah. Any little rest. So, so yeah. Mike, so what are some of the typical ones? Uh, I, I, I know you, you probably wasn't uh, directly there for, for, for that particular mission, but um, what, what, what were some like the memorable uh, MREs that you had? Well, well, um, we, I, I, yeah, yeah, I definitely, definitely had my fair share of MREs. There were many different times. Okay. That, yeah, supplies had to have to stop, right? Uh, the kitchens have to have to stop because of different attacks and things like that. Or, mm-hmm. we would, you know, we would have to resort to MREs if we were in a in a more austere environment. But you know, different things uh, were like they the MRE. They they there's a huge variety, right? Which which is yeah. pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, board. There's everything from spaghetti MREs to like beef short rib MRE mm-hmm. uh, tacos. tacos. Yeah, they, how do you get hard shells? Or... <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the the, uh, the tortillas are dehydrated. Right, oh, right, right. Wow. They're not bad. They're not bad. You know, yeah. um, uh-huh. all all these all these MREs they come. Well, you could imagine, right, in this uh, air sealed. Uh, type prepackaged um, mm-hmm. setup, right? Where you rip it open. The interesting thing is that it has a ten to twelve year lifespan. That's very long, right? Yeah. Uh-huh. So yeah. you could be yeah. eating food that's like six or seven years old, right? Technically, out out on the field. Technically, technically, and um, you know, uh, different different U- U.S. Army food scientists have you know shown that you know that is sustainable, and they've opened and tried MREs, you know, at that mm-hmm. ten or year mark and you know it mm-hmm. passed the test right, right definitely yeah so yeah. i think most of these are soft canned food right so they're they're high like um high temperature process so they could be technically Shelf lasting for, for very time yes yeah for very purchase. long yeah did you have a particular favorite sort of meal that came in an MRE pack or least favorite? Were there yeah. you know special meals that every soldier wanted and they could trade? Like I, I don't know what it looks like there. Yeah. Right? Jeez. Um, you know my favorite was the ratatouille, the vegetable ratatouille. Really? Not even with meat. <laughs> the vegetable. Oh, no. <laughs> okay. So US Army is ahead of the game for uh, Yeah, look at them. Clients. They're like vegan, vegetarian, all these food options. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> it was yeah. yeah, it was pretty awesome. Um um, you know, it's just like a nice uh, you know, healthy break from all the different meat options, right? Mm-hmm. Um mm-hmm. You know, but certainly there were like hamburger patties and and beef tips and things like that, right? And and even a tuna option. Um, okay. But wow. um, a lot of people, um, not necessarily fought for, but you know, uh, uh, traded the uh, the breakfast option. So there's there's a breakfast MRE. It's not it's not um as tightly sealed and you know as as like the regular MREs. It's just like in a thin mm-hmm. plastic container, you know, and it contains like 
like a cereal, dehydrated milk, mm-hmm. um, mm-hmm. like, you know, yeah, different, different things like that, crackers and stuff like that. Um, it's just like, you know, a light breakfast option sure. you know, and served within that month, right. Mm-hmm. Um, as opposed to a couple of years, but, um, you know, people, people traded like crazy Captain Crunch cereal or, <laughs> you know, like uh, a lot of, a lot of the, a lot of the, the breakfast items came with, you know, frosted flakes and, and different cereals uh-huh. like that. Right. But, right, right, right. um, and, and the same thing with the MREs, a lot of people, I don't think a lot of people realize, but they, they also add candy to the, they MR. do, they wow. do, they do, mm-hmm. um, M&Ms, Reese's, um, right. Yeah, creature comforts from back home. It's like the little things like that, I guess, that you can't really or it's hard to get overseas sometimes. Exactly, mm-hmm. exactly. And you know, if if you if you ever you know just Google or research you know MREs from World War II, you'll you'll see images of Hershey chocolate bars that came mm-hmm. with mm-hmm. MREs, you know, in in the forties, and it's the same thing uh, here, yeah. right? Creature comfort. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure, That's for cool. sure. Yeah. So you talk a little bit about MRE, right? I was also wondering just sort of when you guys were not, when you guys had a kitchen set up and everything, right? And you had regular meals. What what did that look like compared to MREs? Was it yeah. something that was very indulgent? I think we've heard stories. I, I don't know if this is true today, but I heard stories yeah. like back in World War II where people were on ships. If they got a really, really good meal, like steak and, you know, all these indulgent meats, they knew that they were going to battle the next day. Like it became a thing, yeah. right, to boost morale. I don't know if that's something that still happens in, in this day and age. I, what, what's your experience like with that? Well, so I was lucky to come in um, during the advanced stages of the war. Right. So you can imagine mm-hmm. right in the beginning when they first deployed um, all the soldiers, they started out with with MREs. Right. And then they moved towards um, mobile kitchens. Right. These mm-hmm. giant army trucks. Um, right. Mobile setups. Right. Able to, to cook simple meals. Right. Simple mm-hmm. hot meals um, with disposable plateware. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, that set up. Mm-hmm. And then um, as as security advanced and, you know, they they had the ability to establish hard structures, concrete structures. That's when we really saw the um, the establishment of like these these defects, right? These uh, dining facilities, right? That's mm-hmm. what they're known mm-hmm. as. And um, the contractors who later on came to to run them, right? After after Army Logistics, you know, set that up, um, their mission transitioned into into other things, right? So. Mm-hmm that in its own became its own government contract. But yes, um, I'll, I'll lead with this. When I was transitioning out, when we were about to deploy, we're doing um, what was called a RIPTOA, um, you know, a responsibility and change and transfer and authority with this outgoing unit. You know, and we're going through all the different procedures and what we should do, what we should not do, different weapons that we would need for the mission, et cetera, et cetera. And um, I was talking to this warrant officer and we were just, you know, saying our good graces and goodbyes and farewells. And um, he makes a comment to me uh, before he leaves. And he said, well, you know, um, hopefully the war ends super quick so you guys can come home. But if you don't, you guys are going to eat well. <laughs> and, I stopped and, I, and, 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 you know, before he turned around and laughed and I said, what do you mean? What are you talking about? And then, yeah. then another lieutenant came 
over, you know, to the side and started laughing. The both of them were laughing and they're like, yeah, you're going to eat great out there. And I'm like, what are you talking about? (laughs) They're like, they're like, you know, I mean, it's not like the, the early stages of the war, right? We have Mm -hmm. established facilities. You're going to eat a lot of good food. There's pasta, there's steak, there's lobster. And I thought they were lobster. Wow. I thought they were out of their minds. Because um, you know, that's what the that wasn't what you expected, right? When you when you no, first got there, not uh, at all. And and you know the uh, military trains on, you know, on a a, a really tough regimen, right? To mm-hmm. to right. live and thrive in an in an austere environment. Your you know your mission is to achieve the objective, whatever that is, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but when we got there, we flew into Bagram Air Base, which. Um, you know, if you remember from the news, it's it, it was the largest U.S. military facility, mm-hmm. almost 30 miles in diameter. Mm-hmm. Huge facility, right? And, and rightly so, because you needed, uh, you know, giant planes, commercial and military to take off and land and different things like that, right? But but also this this military base had uh, one of the 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 biggest dining facilities right and right. that was mm-hmm. that was the hub right that was pretty much headquarters for the international coalition so we had this giant dining facility that had two or three parts right and um you could imagine staffed with a lot of international meals there was mm-hmm. you know of course american food but also you know food that catered towards you know, our European allies, the French, the Germans, um, right. mm-hmm. like so everyone ate in the same dining hall across all these different, you know, countries. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, we did. Yeah. And it was, it was, it was crazy, right? It was like, uh, it, it was, it was, uh, part of it was server style where they will serve you. Right. And that was, mm-hmm. that was from, you know, more of the, more of like the, uh, the, high high end uh meals and then other stuff was like you know buffet style like you know with sure. a side. Mm-hmm. yeah but yeah like it was my first experience was eating um pasta in front <laughs> of you know the australian military which was really really cool you know and, and oh, yeah all the different accents and then you know i look to my left and i see french soldiers Sure. Um, it's like a little they're probably Nazi. complaining about the food <laughs> <laughs> probably well, well it's funny that you say that because you know there are of course different bases in afghanistan and different bases have different dining facilities and the famous ones i never got to try these my soldiers did were the german facilities and the italian facilities so everyone would rave about the italian <laughs> dining facility oh god uh-huh yeah. I'm really hungry just thinking about it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You can imagine. So, so they they the food of us was of course out of this world original, sure. you know, sure. amazing mm-hmm. pasta and and everything, right? But it was this idea that you know the Europeans really really took care of the chance to sit down and eat, right? To mm-hmm. feed mm-hmm. their soldiers, right? To to bring home, you know, home or or bring to war stuff from home right sure uh, sure comforts from home and that's that's the idea i finally understood you know why is there steak and lobster um and it's not every day right it's like you know a mm-hmm. few times a week right but we're we're in this um 
in this war where we have to celebrate all these tiny and small wins. Sure. Right. Sure. I used to make mm-hmm. fun of the dining facility for serving cake every day. Like there was a giant cake and we would mm-hmm. and we would celebrate every single holiday, you know, like, you know, Mother's yeah. Day or, you know, like uh I'm just making this up, you know, like like forest tree day, you know, like sure, green. sure. Uh-huh. Like they would, they yeah. would just all these. Different I'm sure things. you can find something to celebrate every single day yeah. if you look hard enough, right? Yeah. On these different occasions, but that's so true. What you said, yeah. yeah. It's uh, the, the emotional connections that uh, food can make to yeah. uh, to to people, right? And it's mm-hmm. such a comforting um, occasion to uh, as as the eating. Um, habit of every human would have yeah mm-hmm. uh, yeah. yeah and uh, uh mike maybe um just to uh diving a bit on the um on the kitchen side of things right so so there are as you mentioned as the the your bases are more established you got uh actual contractors that that, that go in so it's no longer uh, the militaries that are cooking uh, for themselves those are more like contractors so are, are they local or are they uh, from also from uh, all the uh, home countries of uh, of yours and how how, how do they operate are are, are, are are you know the professional chefs or what, what type of yeah. uh, people are there and how do you make it more interesting like how how, how are the supplies also from 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 overseas or, or are those uh, coming from uh, uh, where you are right mm-hmm. so yeah. um uh, a, a lot of a lot of the contractors, um, you know, are of an international makeup, right? There are a lot of a lot of um, employees, I should say, from different countries, right? So mm-hmm. the way it works, right? Um, for whenever there's like a specific need, right? Like for so in this case, it's to staff um, food service workers, right? In a in a war zone, right? That is generally a contract right that comes from the pentagon and and there's a bid out for it right and that goes to all mm-hmm. these different you know defense companies or or whomever right uh is able to support that endeavor right and then um that's that's you know it's its own um compilation right the vetting process to make sure that the company um is legitimate right and is not mm-hmm. apparent, uh, you know or, or anything right and, and vetting their ability to actually um, provide that business, right? And then, and then there's there's a huge uh, a huge vetting process that's very meticulous to make sure that um, everyone is of good character and no one's nefarious, right? And then, um, mm-hmm. and then the the company goes out there, right, and and sets up shop essentially. So they 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 run like a traditional company. They have their own HR, their own recruiting mm-hmm. network, right? But it's you generally see a lot of um, international workers, right? Workers from Asia, you know, uh, you know, to, to include, you know, folks from the Philippines or from folks from Pakistan or India, right? Um, mm-hmm. Also some Europeans, right? Because um, some of these bids do go out to European countries. So it, it really just depends, right? It, it really mm-hmm. just depends. And um, not surprisingly, there are not that many people that want to accept a job in a war zone yeah. <laughs> right right bit True. of a tough sell right <laughs> yeah. right so. yeah and and you could imagine it's just like a deployment you're you're there for nine to ten months and you get right uh, right, right you know two to three weeks off in a year mm-hmm. so the company usually will pay for you to fly back home 
Right, right. Um, quick vacation before you and and come back. So they pay for uh, both flights. Yeah. So also for the soldiers who are deployed, like deployed like yourself, do you also get to go back two to three weeks every out of the year and then come back to Afghanistan? Was that how it worked for you guys as well? Well, it it used to when we were doing twelve to fifteen month deployments. Oh, okay. Yeah. So. So towards like the, you know, the, the majority of your tour, you were given the option, right, to take two weeks off for R&R, right, right? rest and relaxation. Mm-hmm. And um, that, that went away naturally when we, we, when we reduced our deployments from, you know, 12 to 15 months to 10 months or nine right, months. Right, 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 right. Mm-hmm. And, and that was important because from a human resources perspective, we realized that we had an increase in suicide rates. Mm-hmm. We had an increase mm-hmm. in PTSD and, and all of these different problems, right? And naturally from being at war for so long. Sure, and, sure. And the army realized that, you know, psychologically you could not send, you can't send a soldier out there for a crazy extended period of time and expect them to come back you know, completely normal. So mm-hmm. a way to reduce that, you know, that impact is to reduce the risk, reduce, right, the time that they're out there. Of course, we need soldiers to be out there and mm-hmm. do the mission, but there was a smarter way of doing it. And, um, you know, this goes back to food, right? All these all these creature comforts really, yes. really do, really, really do, uh, you know, have a mm-hmm. major impact in, in, keeping a person normal and making them feel mm-hmm. happy. And, and, um, you know, yeah, was, was there steak and lobster, you know, every other day and we had cake every day and make your own <laughs> omelets every day. Sure. Of yeah. course. But we were constantly bombed. We were constantly attacked, yeah. you know, like they threw mortars right. at us every right. day, I, you know, right. You're no, you're so right. It's like the two extreme ends of the human experience, right? Like fear yeah. and, uncertainty but then also to kind of counterbalance that you have or as much as possible you try to find comfort and stability in, in the things that you can maybe such as the food that you eat every day right yeah i think that that has a really huge impact on on anyone but especially people who are overseas away from home and also in a danger war zone right that's probably even more more of an impact um so we kind of have a question around that too. Before you were deployed, right? Like when you were in training or basic training, I'm not sure what the right term is. Um, yeah. What what was the food like in those scenario, right? In comparison, they have to, to one give you a hard time right? before they graduate you, or right? Like like yeah, you know, yeah. <laughs> what does that well, look like? Do you have well, to starve so- yourself? Like, can you perform <laughs> your job on reduced calories? Is that like a test? <laughs> so. Um, you know, food in, in, you know, back at home, we call it, uh, CONUS, right? Continental United States. And when you leave, uh-huh. you know, oh, CONUS outside con- continental United States. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, back in CONUS, um, the, the food is honestly, you know, the same as a, a regular cafeteria, um, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. for the morning breakfast style, you know, eggs of any kind, you know, you could imagine scrambled sunny side up with different proteins, sausages, bacon, um, hash browns. Sometimes they, they do like their own version of like, uh, you know, McDonald's McMuffin, right? Mm-hmm. Um, oh, cereals. yeah. Uh-huh. 
of of any kind, right? All these you 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 have a ton of choices, mil, you sure. know, millions of choices. I mean, and that's just for breakfast. Um, but you know, in basic training, when you first enlist and you go through um, the ringer, as they say, um, it's uh, yeah, it, it's ex- almost exactly what you see in the movies, right? Like no one is lining up, you know, taking their time, you know, selecting what kind of frosted flakes or Captain Crunch they want. Right? Like yeah. the, the drill instructors are rushing you. They're screaming, yelling, right? The idea is that you just grab food, you consume it, and you're ready for the next step, the next mission, right? And mm-hmm. and that's why you see soldiers eating fast, right? Chowing down. It's not that they're trying to um, be mean to them, but they're trying to strengthen them because there might be a time where mm-hmm. you just need to shove food in your mouth because you only have 45 seconds before you need to return a battle. And that's mm-hmm. what soldiers do. You know, you could be in the middle of an attack and it is a fact you do need to eat. Right. Uh, other, otherwise you're a liability to the entire team. Right? Sure, 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 mm-hmm. sure. Preparing you for future scenarios. Right. Yeah. 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 That's a, and, that's a good uh, point. yeah. And, um, and I wonder from a, from, from a nutrition standpoint, uh, was there any, uh, you know, uh, I guess dietitians around you, or uh, there are there 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 are, are people to kind of look look over what you're right. eating and, and uh, to to do some checks with you. Especially yeah. when you're pushing your body to the limits of human extreme sometimes in certain scenarios, right? That can be well, very physically demanding. Yeah, and and you know, uh, uh, you two touched on it, right? We've been talking about a lot of good food. Um, the mm-hmm. army. And I think the military as a whole has an obesity problem, right? There are oh, interesting. Uh, too yeah. much yeah. steak and lobster. Uh-huh. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there, there are a good amount of soldiers that are that are overweight. So oh. um, mm-hmm. in in war, right, um, everyone tends to be more fit, right? Rightly so, because we're at war, we're constantly on the field, we're working, we're doing a lot of laborious activities. Um, back at home, though, um, you could imagine it. The, I, I I truly believe in you know the idea. It's whatever you set the dining table to be, right? And when you go on a lot of army bases or a lot of military bases in general, you're not going to see a Whole Foods. You're not going to see, you know, Panera or you know Panera is not you know Panera is good, um, you know, but there are a lot of um, you know uh, high caloric options too. But you see things like Taco Bell, Popeyes, McDonald's. Mm-hmm. So if mm-hmm. you're only giving a soldier, you know, 30 to 45 minutes for lunch, what are they going to pick? You know, are they going to sit down and right. choose like a nice meal, you know, that's healthy and take their time to prepare it? No, they're going to go to Taco Bell and they're going to order sure. something just to get through mm-hmm. the day. And and that's what happens. And so, um, and also I, I should say before before today, the army didn't have a good nutrition program, right? It was mm-hmm. it was expected that you could monitor your own intake and you would know what healthy food looks like and then you would just work out, right? Because the mm-hmm. army works out every day. You're expected to be at physical training. Um, that's what we call it, right? For for exercise um, every yeah. day during you know the the work week. But in recognition of this, the army has created a new branch. Um, to include um, army nutritionists oh, and okay. who are who are actual officers and you know actually plan 
you know, everything you could imagine, right? Like what the food and the cafeteria should look like or how to balance um, a soldier's diet because um, the army recognized we needed to be more targeted. And this came about from special forces, right? Special forces and uh -huh. how they were treated in Afghanistan and Iraq, right? Um, so you could imagine, you know, regular soldiers had their own um, nice facilities, right? Like dining facilities mm -hmm. we spoke about. They have it made, right? They <laughs> they are treated like the NFL football team. Of the army. Right, right, right. <laughs> and, and rightly so, they go in and they do a lot of dangerous things and we need sure, to be sure. prepared. But, um, you know, here's an example. They had their own nutrition, nutritionists, right? They mm -hmm. had their own chefs, right? They were very wow. targeted in, in what they needed to eat, right? And how to make them stronger, how to gain more muscle mass, right? Mm -hmm. They they had mm -hmm. their own physical trainers, right? Like, like that resembled the makeup of an actual NFL football team, you know, like, how do we, how do we get these soldiers to gain, you know, this muscle mass or be able to, to lift and, and do all these different things over a sustained amount of time, right? And it made mm -hmm. sense when you think of it, right? Like mathematically and physically, right? Like mm -hmm. it, it seems luxurious, but it's actually very targeted. And, and the army, you know, we, we see, our special forces brothers in arms, you know, like, Hey, like mm -hmm. they have all this cool stuff. Like we need the same thing, you know, are right. we, if, if you recognize there's a problem and you know how to solve it, you know, it's a good solution. You know, how do you expect us to do this on our own? You know? Right. Right. Yeah, right. Very fair. point. Uh -huh. yeah. yeah. So I didn't realize that between like Marines, Navy, army, or all these different types of, um, depending on which group you're in the kind of food or nutritional like nutritionist availability all of that looks different but yeah. even what what about within the same group like within the army right you have like the colonel the lieutenant the you know all these different ranking um since the military is so hierarchical right yeah. do do the do people food eat, eat that in they the same dining hall or? To, yeah like, do they eat in the same dining hall do they yeah, eat the same sure. thing what, sure, what does that sure. look like yeah, so um, it's it's it, it, you're right that it varies, right? Um, so in the army, you know, like you mentioned, colonels and lieutenants, right? The officers, and then you know the enlisted soldiers, like the sergeants, the privates, right? Mm -hmm. um, we all eat together, right? Um, it's this idea of of being in war together, right? And um, I would be at the cafeteria, and I would see, I would recognize, you know, different officers, you know, like the brigade commander or mm -hmm. you know the general right? Like they, you know, they, they did dine, you know, with the soldiers and it, 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 it was important. It was important to see leadership among, right? All of us. It was, it's this idea, right? Of breaking bread together, mm -hmm. you know, very, very uh, traditional and, and important, right? To, you know, to the, the human state, right? Um, now with the Navy and I, I wasn't in the Navy, right? You, you hear, it's it's different, right? Um, on a ship, the the enlisted soldiers eat in a different cabin than the officers, right? Mm -hmm. And and that's that culture, right? This idea or their idea of officership, you know, um, you know, which which is important, right? Like there there's mm -hmm. different, um, you know, different um, expectations and traditions, right? That need to be maintained. Um, and also, conversely, you know, you want to respect the privacy of 
of the sailors, you know, let them relax and do their own thing, right? Sure, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Only when you're there, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because it really goes both ways. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. So, so you mentioned that nutrition isn't isn't quite of a focus back then. wasn't back wasn't quite a focus back then. And now it's picking up. And was there any uh, from maybe your 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 formal um, colleagues and people? Have you heard of uh, what are the specific actions? Are they are, are they doing more trainings, educations uh, type of things, or or are there uh, more like physical checks on people? Or how how does um how does that work um w- within the army right now? Yeah, yeah. So, um, you're right, right? There are physical checks. Um, you know, it, it it depends on the unit, but um, usually quarterly, every soldier will have to submit to a height and weight test, right? Where where you get mm-hmm. weighed, and depending on where you are, you're determined to be overweight or even underweight, right? And and um, there are administrative reprimands if you don't, you know, get in line where with you. Yeah to be right and and then the the second part of that is the army physical fitness test which is um actually transforming right there's a different physical test that the army is doing now so that's a test where you know um it's how you know how many push-ups you could do in two minutes how many sit-ups you could do in two minutes and how fast you could you could run a two-mile run Mm -hmm. um depending on your age group right and now it's transitioned to um something more combat related. It's like a, a nine or 10 event test, right? Where mm-hmm. it resembles the different the different physical tasks you, we would have to do in the battlefield where uh, there's a, what's called a sprint, drag and carry. How fast can you sprint, you know, and drag um, a person or, you know, an object that weighs almost as much as a person, right? And drag yeah. right. Mm-hmm. Um, or or doing all these different lifts and and one you know one event is called an ammo can um, mm-hmm. a, an ammo can um, event where you have to carry two two uh, big weights which resemble you know the the weight of an ammunition box mm-hmm. across right. like a distance right so different things that are more targeted so when that test came out that's when the army started to refocus on where else can it be more precise, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, because this whole, you, we, you, you started to hear a lot of complaints from overweight soldiers, right? Who would, who would be weighing in and saying, you know, this is unfair, this is BS. <laughs> right. um, yeah. You know, like this, this model has been in place since the sixties and, and it truly is outdated. You, you know, you'll, you'll hear different nutritionists and, and doctors say that it's, it's an outdated way of calculating body fat. Mm-hmm. which is true right we have more advanced technology to truly determine at, at that one point in time you know you could you could go into any gym and and use a device that will approximate you know how much body fat yeah. you have and that is a more comprehensive test than just looking at a 1962 chart you know and sure. you know yeah you know like you you'll see you'll see people that look like you know arnold schwarzenegger or channing tatum you know fully built but then yeah. On paper, still they're not passing away. it. Yeah, right, <laughs> right. <laughs> right, right, right. And that, that's yeah. what pisses everyone off. Right. Uh-huh. When it comes yeah. to the actual scenario, like, can they actually perform? Right. Yeah. That, that's what matters. Yeah. <laughs> right. 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 That is. So yeah, that's very interesting. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So you were in Afghanistan, I guess, for a little over two years. Is that right? It was. It was uh, a, a ten, month, ten, ten months. Ten months. Ten months. Ten months. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And then. Yeah. 
after that, right, coming back to civilian life after deployment, was the food something that, you know, that was take, took a while to adjust to back home? Like, obviously, you probably would have to cook for yourself and take care of that, right? You're no longer in a setting where there's lobster three times a week. Um, was that yeah. a sort of adjustment for, for a lot of people coming back? Maybe not just you or even other people that you know? It was, it was, it was, you know, the convenience of, of a, of a defect. I, I forgot to mention it. It's 24 hours. Oh, oh wow. Okay. Right. Uh, well, you know, you, right. Because, you know, you, it's, you know, the, the, the soldiers who have to fight in the night. Right. And mm-hmm. yeah, they, yeah. There's no, there's no like working hours for a war. Yeah. There's no nine to yeah. five. Right. Uh-huh. It yeah. happens. When right, right, right. But what, what was, cool is that they had also had 24 hour soup and sandwich so mm-hmm. you know you could go in and and it would be ready for you you know you could even make it into a panini um mm-hmm. okay you know, and then coming coming back home yeah. <laughs> obviously you you'd have to go through a drive through you know in order to get right. your late like- night cravings look a lot more different <laughs> it's yeah. my castle yeah. slider than- <laughs> right right like a soup uh, mm-hmm. uh-huh. so though i will say it it was nice to be able to go somewhere, um, you know, knowing that there wasn't a bomb or sure. a rocket, you know, ready at any point in time, you know, to kill you. Yeah, that's probably yeah. a much more like bigger factor, right, than mm. anything else. <laughs> and just emotionally, food yeah. are different, right? So, so you don't you don't necessarily looking for that active comfort anymore. It's, it's right. still food can be very comforting, but um, right. it, it's it's a not as intentional. Kind of Right. I will, I will say that I do miss um, some of the Afghan food. Um, oh, okay. did you guys yeah. get to eat local Afghan food too while you were there? Yeah, we we sure did. So, um, you know, almost every base allowed a bazaar. Um, ah, okay. Wow. Yeah, and there uh-huh. would be kebabs. And famously, where I was in, you know, Jalalabad, there used to be this uh, Afghan pizza place, which was very, very popular. Okay. And mm-hmm. you could imagine it was it was very different, right? Like they use different type of cheese and and uh-huh. you know things for the dough. Um, you know, physically, it, it, you know, it was a pizza, right? But mm-hmm. it tasted completely different, and it tasted awesome. Um, I would buy that, um, you know, for my soldiers every Friday. You know, it was just a tradition. Uh-huh. You know, nice mm-hmm. for the team and yeah. Uh-huh. You know, they, they have like their own style of like garlic bread, you know, non, it was uh-huh. basically non, you know, with different, yeah. different seasonings, right? Mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. Gar- like mm-hmm. a garlic butter wash or different things like that. But um, it was an amazing experience. Um, yeah. I, yeah. I, and then, you know, being able to try different types of non, um, the way they, they cook that and dress that. Um, so on, on the reverse side, you know, coming back home, I knew that I wouldn't be able to have that ever again you know but it was right 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 a cool experience yeah mm-hmm. absolutely yeah that yeah. was actually our last question for you which was to name one food that you really miss from deployment but i feel uh-huh. like you might have answered that with a non question <laughs> yeah <laughs> i it, it almost seems um silly to say uh pizza, <laughs> <That's the> pizza. <laughs> right <laughs> but there are are so many different kinds of pizza out exactly. there. Exactly. Pizza right, is a right. big category. Pizza is not one thing. It's a category. I always insist. Yeah. Right, right, right. And yeah, yeah thanks, Mike, uh, for sharing. Uh, this is all great insights. And we really, um, 
uh, I've been enjoying talking to you, and and uh, all these stories are fascinating. Yeah. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, this was a real pleasure, and um, you know, thanks for letting me being being able to tell the story of, you know, what it took to feed soldiers, and you know, mm -hmm. to try to bring normalcy to mm -hmm. a time of war, right? And and you're right. You know, we started off in the beginning, you know, by saying, you know, eat like as if it's your last meal. And mm -hmm. a lot of times it was, it was the last meal for a lot of people. Mm -hmm. you know? so right. Every little bit mm -hmm. counts. Right. But thank you for, you know, letting me on and being able to tell that story. Yeah, no, thank you so much. Yeah. So for, for our listeners, um, if you have any other ideas that you would like to hear more about, feel free to email us at fihpodcast at gmail.com. Um, you know, it's it's always lovely to hear from you guys, and we love bringing on new people onto the show. So if there's someone you want to hear from, if there's something you want to hear about, definitely reach out to us. And once again, thank you so much, Mike, for coming on. This has been a really, really good learning experience, right? So many of us, we never... We are lucky and fortunate to ha never be in a war zone, right? Thanks to, you know, the work of other people um, who kind of do it in our stead, right? So it's definitely interesting for us to hear about it from someone who has actually been deployed and, you know, really appreciate you coming on to share your stories with us. Thank you. Yes. Thank you for having me. Great. So uh, till next time, everyone. All right. Bye.